0: Look, normally I can just ignore you. I mean, I get it, you're a little peculiar, you know, like Sheldon. Excuse me, Penny, but in this room you're the one who's peculiar. (laughs) Yeah, you might be right. (laughs) But back to you. I know you think you're some sort of smooth-talking ladies' man, but the truth is you are just pathetic and creepy.
1: Um, so what are you saying?
0: (laughs) I am saying it is not a compliment to call me doable. It is not sexy to stare at my ass and say, ooh, it must be jelly, because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> and most important, we are not dancing a tango. We're not, we're not tooing and froing. Nothing is ever gonna happen between us. Ever. Wait
1: a minute, this isn't flirting. You're serious.
0: <laughs> flirting? You think I'm flirting with you? I am not flirting with you! No woman is ever gonna flirt with you. You're just gonna grow old and die alone.
1: Thanks for the heads up. Howard, where are you going? I'm going home to live my creepy, pathetic life. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started. Wait. The earth began to cool. The autotrophs began to drool. Neanderthals developed tools. We built a wall. We built a pyramid. Math, science, history, unraveling the mystery. It all started with a big bang. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory fan podcast. We are your hosts, married couple Paul. And Kat. Yep. And we are two super fans, huge super fans that love to talk everything Big Bang Theory.
0: He's making fun of me.
1: No, I'm not making fun of you. And now, now, as usual, I like to start off with the fact (laughs) that I always put up a little bit of a question up on Spotify. Now, for those of you who are not listening through Spotify, you can still join the uh, enjoy the conversation and you can join the conversation. So anyone that's not listening on Spotify, I always put up on Spotify, do you like to know what I'm wearing each week? <laughs> <laughs> now, there are some of you that are sitting there going, I don't give a flying uh, bat crap whether you want to tell us what you're wearing or not.
0: And I'm one of them.
1: And you are one of them exactly right. Now, if you want to join the conversation but don't listen to Spotify, just email us perpetualmotion squad zero zero at gmail.com and then you can say either yes or no. However, someone who's been listening to Spotify actually answered the question.
0: And what did they say? I don't know. This crap. is from
1: this is from Tim.
0: Okay. And Hi he, Tim.
1: He said, Hi PMS. Now I reckon this is in the positive. I enjoy the banter around whether or not people want to hear what you're wearing. <laughs>
0: you need to get out more Tim
1: (laughs) no Tim is awesome Tim my brother well done (laughs) that is awesome so I got a is that all he said that is all he said but you know that is it that is the positive that is the positive (laughs) to show you that the people are liking what I'm wearing
0: okay but I would like to point out that that is one response over at least a half a dozen weeks that you've been asking but
1: hang on a minute I said I only needed either one positive or one negative. If it was one negative, I would not mention it again. Oh,
0: Tim, you're killing me here.
1: But one positive and I've oh. I've got my positive answer. So everyone, today I am not wearing my purple onesie because it is, rather, it is rather warm in, in here. It is going into summer, so I can't wear my purple onesie. But today I'm wearing my official green Mountain Dew t-shirt.
0: Classic t-shirt. Classic you know t-shirt. I have to admit, I do like that shirt.
1: I like the I like the the this one. So yes. Yeah. So every week, guess what? I'm gonna be telling everyone what I'm oh, wearing <laughs> <God>. <laughs> until someone comes up with the hell no, no. we don't want to know. And even then though, Tim I will always if be I
0: could do it under an assumed email.
1: No, you can't do it under assumed email. <laughs> it has to be real. It has to be a real person. <laughs> we are not real people, we I'm are not AIs. A real no, we are AIs. We are sitting here pre-programmed with a geek that's sitting in his basement. And we are talking.
0: Oh, I thought we were the geek sitting in the basement.
1: No, we are actually the geek <laughs> sitting in the basement. We don't have basements here in Australia, but if we did, we would be sitting in a very dark room right now, um, geeking out two people. The wonderful episode that we are doing of Big Bang Theory, and which what happens is to be that? this is happens to be uh the killer robot instability, and I believe Season this is two, episode, episode 12, episode 12, yes. And this is where we find the Quipkey killer, the or as
0: quickly as...
1: Quipkey, Quip, <laughs> Quipkey
0: <Quibla>. <laughs> <laughs> Try saying that three times really fast. There
1: is no way in hell you could even say now, that. I could
0: have sworn we saw him before this, but this is actually no. the first appearance of Barry. Yeah yeah by john ross bowie
1: yeah so what was this episode is this episode number nine did you say was this Season
0: episode eight?
1: two episode 12 i said it 12 that's right because because i remember that we had an email um from tracy i believe it was about the fact that we had a um she had a question with regarding one of the episodes it's
0: not this one i think it's the next one. it's
1: the following one yeah. uh episode 13 the friendship algorithm yeah so we're still watching that one but uh yeah, as far as I knew, when I actually double-checked on that one, um, yeah, Jim was uh, suffering from an ear infection. That's why he's yeah, ears well, were a bit red. Yeah, well,
0: let's get to that one when we, when we
1: get to that. Fine, episode. fine. So we are starting off in the uh, living room of the boys' apartment, as, as in Leonard and Sheldon's apartment, and we have designed a killer robot because we are going to be entering the killer robot wars. His and, name is Monty. Yes, it is actually called the Mobile Omnidirectional Neutralization and Termination Eradicator. A.K.A. Monty. Monty. (laughs) With a razor-sharp circular saw, one polycarbonate grinding and flipping wheel, steel-armoured plating exoskeleton top and bottom, and 110 horsepower that can go from zero to holy crap. In 4.8 seconds.
0: Now, I'd also like to point out that Howard does say that the robot has a polycarbonate grinding and clipping wheel. Grinding and clipping wheels are usually made from aluminum carbide, silicon carbide, or tungsten carbide, because polycarbonate is actually a type of plastic. Oh, really? Yep. So you
1: don't think he would have done that to maybe um, reduce the weight? No. Really? Because
0: plastic is nowhere near as strong as the other stuff.
1: I thought he would have just used that to sort of like reduce the weight yeah. of, of the ma- of the yeah. machine.
0: It would be negligible.
1: Oh, okay. So, of course, they're ready to test it out and they're trying to work out what they're going to destroy. And Raj comes up with an idea to destroy the magic eight ball to see what's inside. Of course, Sheldon it basically ruins it. I cream. did it
0: when I was four. It's a tetrahedral dice floating in t- tinted blue water.
1: <laughs> and he goes, oh, spoiler alert. Wait, to, wait, to, you know, ruin that for me. <laughs> and then, of course, Leonard decides on the toaster oven. Now, my a- idea is... Why kill the? Well, actually, we understand because why? Because when he says about the toast and Sheldon goes, you know, what, what did the what did the toast Raven ever do to you? And he goes, well, you know, what did I do to the boys who used to you, you do? Um, what did, you they know, what did do? I
0: do to this guy in third grade who beat me up with That's my own fist?
1: Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's almost like well, you know, of course it's and of course he, you know, there's Leonard saying to the toast Raven, you know, sorry little nerd, you were just in the wrong boys' room at the wrong time. But of course, we decide that we are going to go and test <laughs> test this thing out on the. Um, it's rather on the impressive. To- it is very impressive. The only thing that I find a little bit mm, don't think so is that that the the um, Monty is actually circular soaring through the um, through the toast driven. I don't think it would give off give off the spark that it actually did. Uh, it no, almost- it
0: would. If metal hits metal properly, it will spark like that.
1: But it looked like it was still attached, like there was still power running through it. That's why I was,
0: no, no, really no, it was curious about that. metal hitting metal.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Like like when I did um a production of Macbeth and two people were sword fighting, they actually got sparks off the swords. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um but I would like to point out that when Monty is destroying the toaster oven, a close up shows that it's actually made out of styrofoam. The The toaster,
1: the, oven. The toaster oven. Yep. See, it's that quick. I didn't even see that.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a prop made out of styrofoam. It wasn't a real toaster oven. Oh. It was made out of styrofoam, and they put a uh, cover over it to make it look right. See, that's
1: that's completely destroyed my entire. uh, Oh, sorry. Oh,
0: sorry. Spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert! Thank you very much. Jeez, <laughs> now I can, now I can never watch the, this episode again.
0: Now, what is also interesting though is because they are practicing with it because they want to enter it in the Southern California Robot Fighting League, which is a fictitious robot fighting championship. However, there was a televised competition that aired from 2000 to 2002 and was reprised in 2015 called BattleBots.
1: Okay, and I this watched particular
0: that. Big Bang, did you watch that?
1: From 2000 to 2002, I watched it okay. every week. They used so, to have it on 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 cable um, TV over here.
0: Okay. Now, this particular episode of The Big Bang Theory aired on January 12th, 2009, during the hiatus between the two series.
1: Uh huh. I was always wondering where, because it, it was it started off. We they renamed it Robot Wars or something like that. Yeah, on, on...
0: that sounds vaguely familiar. I never watched any of it. Yeah,
1: and I I, I watched it every week. <laughs>
0: Now is that because your son wanted to watch it or because you're just that nerdy?
1: No, well he was born in two thousand and one, uh, so he wouldn't have even known what it was. And I'm it talking was... about your stepson. Uh, no, he didn't watch it either. It was just me. Okay. Just I'd i always watch. Uh, yeah, I'd always watch the robot battles, and it went for like an hour and a half on on a cable network yeah. over here. So, of course, the next thing we see is Penny's walking up the stairs, just nonchalantly talking on her cell phone. And then all of a sudden, hey, Monty yeah, she's comes. just
0: going to stay in, maybe do some laundry. And
1: then, bang, through the front door, here comes Monty. She goes, throws the, the, the phone up in the air and runs down the stairs. <laughs> of course, the next scene we see after the intro, she walks up the stairs and she's like, Leonard, what the hell? And he goes, oh, and she, they were saying about the fact that, um, they can, this this door was given the full Monty <laughs> and she goes, you know, it, it was, what, what is it? And she goes, they said, oh, it's a killer robot. And she goes, yeah, well, it almost killed me. And of course Sheldon's answer is if it wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. <laughs> so I really do love this, this whole scenario. Of course they bring it back into, now my theory is, okay, they're renting this apartment. So they're going to have to replace the door.
0: Oh, they're not getting any security back if they ever. I was going out. to
1: say you've you've destroyed the front door, which is a pretty, pretty you know nice looking door. So you're going to have to call the super super. Actually, to come through. those
0: doors aren't the most. Have well, although they know. look it's really a, it's nice. A, it's a front door. Yeah, it might be hollow though.
1: Well, the way that Monty went through the door, it looks like it was pretty hollow. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, you know, what's, I mean, how long is it going to take? I mean, it's not going to be like a couple of hours before they get the door put back. I mean, how the hell are they going to figure that one out? We don't have to go that far. Yeah. We don't want to.
0: <laughs> we don't want to go down that We path. don't want to
1: go that far because, you know, we're really not because sure. Because quite
0: honestly, if they were doing crap like that and the landlord finds out what they're doing, they could have been evicted for that.
1: Yeah, that is that is true. So I, I don't know how they get away with that one. Yeah. How are they going to explain All I know that? Is I
0: wouldn't want to live below them. <laughs> What's that?
1: So I said, I don't know how they're even going to get around to try and figure out how they're going to um, explain why but there's a hole in the door. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I, all I
1: know is I wouldn't want to live beneath them. Well, I mean, I, for the most part, I think they're actually pretty quiet. I mean.
0: I would venture that they trod pretty heavily. Plus the sound of Monty going back and forth. That thing was heavy and you could really hear it on the floor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. and, and. Like but I the guess there's a lot where, of where they're trying to make the, the, the stuff bounce on the speaker. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, I wouldn't want to live below that. Now is
1: Mrs. Vardabedian, is she the one that lives directly below Leonard and Sheldon? Because Possibly. remember, because remember when, when Leonard and Penny are having some fun, she comes out the front door and goes, yee <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we see that they bring the, bring Monty back into the apartment and, um, that basically Howard's talking to Penny about the fact that they've got this big, ba- this big robe, Robin, round, round of Robin, of Robin, Robin invitational. And Howard explains that there's a banquet and there's a dance afterwards. And, you know, and of course, Natalie Howard wants Penny to go. And with since it she- goes with him and she goes, well, hang on. How would I, how would it be a dance if I'm the only girl? Cause he does say, you know, you know, if you came, a lot of the guys would be really impressed that there was a girl there. And she says, well, if I'm the How only is girl it there,
0: if I'm the only, the only girl problems, like, and she says, "Oh, well, well, correction, you're, you're the only doable girl. There. Yeah. I mean, the only doable girl. And that just sets her. Off. Well,
1: in all honesty, this is understandable why you would be set off because to say you are doable. I mean, as, as Penny does say, Excuse
0: me, has anybody ever said anything like that to you? No, never. Okay. Then let me take this one. Okay. Cause I have had people do that. Okay. I have had people insult me like this. I mean because and, and, and this is the thing and I don't have the the quote up in front of me but um, Howard has been doing this for over a year. Yeah. And hitting on her and saying these ridiculously inappropriate sexist just ew comments to her and it's it's basically the straw that breaks the camel's back. And she's like, there is no dance, there is no tango, nothing is ever going to happen between us, and you are going to die alone and pathetic. I
1: because I do have the I do have the quote here. Okay, yeah. So the quote is, um what because she says, he says, you know, you may be right, but back to you, I know you think you're just some smooth talking ladies, man, but the truth is you're just pathetic and creepy. And he goes, So what are you saying? I am saying it is not a compliment to call me doable. It is not sexy to stare at my ass and say, "Oh, must be jelly because jam doesn't shake like that." And most of all, we are not not dancing a tango. We are not toing and throwing Nothing is going to happen between us ever. And, and I find, and and basically, you are you are going to grow. Um, that's where he goes. A few words go go through to Howard's thick skull. Wait a minute, we're not flirting. You're it's, serious. You're
0: serious. Yeah. And
1: here and and he, and here comes the rest. Flirting. You think I'm flirting with you? No woman is ever going to flirt with you. You're just going to grow old and die alone.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's when Howard basically is like, "Well, the I'm going door. to go home and live my lonely yeah,
0: creepy cause, life." Yeah, because he
1: goes to the front door, and of course, everyone's like, "Oh, where are you going to go?" And of course, he does say that, and. And, and look, in all honesty, when I when I heard this, it was, you know, Penny does say, "Well, somebody had to say it."
0: And you know, and she is not wrong.
1: No, she's not, because, because
0: he is so creepy and inappropriate. It's honestly a miracle that she hasn't hauled off and bitch slapped him long before this.
1: And you've had this experience where where guys have yeah. been this creepy.
0: Oh, I had one time when I was out on a date, a first date with a guy that I met online and he wanted to tell me how attractive he found me. So he took my hand and put it on his crotch to show me how erect his penis was.
1: Oh my God. Mm -hmm. (sighs) You know, everyone, just, just so you know, we met each other the old fashioned way as in face to face first, we happened to meet when I was working. So doing the old, you know, online dating is, I mean, I'm sure it works for a lot of people. I
0: know a lot of people that have met people on, I met their partner online and I have actually met a couple of very good friends that way. But as far as dating anybody, I never got past maybe, I think I went out on maybe two or three dates at the most with anybody that I ever met online. And it just, yeah.
1: I'm just, yeah. I mean, I have never, met anyone online as far as dating goes um but if i did there would be no way in hell that i would be showing them just how um attractive i thought they were by putting their hand on my dick mm-hmm. i'm sorry no way in hell and, and I'm, I'm actually i'm really amazed that you didn't bitch slap that guy as well i thought about it yeah so of course we think that now but
0: it's just it's just so awkward that you just don't know what to do because we're raised to be polite
1: yeah well that's there is polite and there is just yeah but, I'm bitch but, but
0: it's 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 a far different experience for women than it is for men
1: I think I need to put this this up as a question you know how have you had any bad experiences with online dating I think that's going to be the question for this week because yeah. I know that everyone likes to know what I'm wearing
0: <laughs> thanks Tim <laughs> on you Tim <laughs> <laughs>
1: so of course raj basically whispers into leonard's ear and because leonard <laughs> and raj then start to laugh and penny's like what, what? And, and he and
0: he's like well raj just said maybe we should interview in the killer robot <laughs> <laughs> and she gives them the look and they're like oh never mind
1: <laughs> because, you know, Penny's words are like daggers um, to Howard, and ha- Howard is now in bed and well, hasn't gone to but th- work. But
0: this is the thing, though, this is it's like you have to get that mean with some people for it to finally sink through to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where listen. this is where that, you know, Howard has to really, you know, he's gone through the whole eye patch thing with the hyper shirts and stuff. And, you know, doing when he was trying to get into Stephanie's pants and stuff like that. And and look, I understand what he wants. He wants a, a relationship, but he's going about it the wrong way. And we see in later episodes when he does finally meet Bernadette that comes into their thing. He even is inappropriate with her until she toes the line with him. Yeah. I mean, remember when he decides he wants to move out of his, his mother's house yeah. and goes to her apartment and he goes, oh, you know, let's, we'll, you know we'll, let's go and have some fun in the bedroom and then you can go shopping. It's like, what? You know, yeah. or it's like, you know, I, you need to, you know, my mother doesn't, you know, doesn't have to do my, my laundry, but she he likes to do to my you. laundry. No, she yeah, gets to. And she gets to do my laundry and he, she's like, well, I'm not going to be doing that. So really Howard has to do, he has to, I think this is also a lack of a male influence in Howard's life.
0: Yeah, but it's also
1: But then again, it's no guarantee that how it's his mother would
0: be. treating him as if the world revolves around him and he can do no wrong.
1: Well, it really does.
0: Which unfortunately, you actually do see that in a lot of Jewish families.
1: Yeah. Well, not so not so much Jewish. I wouldn't I wouldn't just yeah, you know, no, segregate I've, them into no, Jewish. No, families. I mean
0: you see it in a lot of places, but for some reason it does tend to be very common in Jewish households where the mothers treat the sons as if the sun rises and sets on them.
1: Mm. I've I've had a Indian friend that or an Indian acquaintance that used to work with us. Um and his mother and father would basically bring him dinner every night at at work. Um and if you watch them it was like that they would actually treat him like, you know, the second coming of Christ. Yeah. And he was the only child in the family and, and they would just the sun rose and set. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that, you know, when you've got that, that I can do no wrong. Well, yeah. I I,
0: I don't think it does the kid any favors.
1: No, it doesn't. Okay. We're getting off topic. So of course, um, you know, Howard is now (laughs) stuck in his room. He doesn't want to go out and, um, his mother is concerned that he hasn't gone to school and asked if Leonard should bring his homework over. Of course, overhearing the Howard's argument with his mother over the phone, um, they have it. he can actually hear that there's an argument going on with a popsicles because popsicle. yeah, Howard does, she does say, oh, do you, do you want a popsicle? And he goes, yes, cherry, please. And she's like, no, I actually ate all the cherries, all and cherry popsicles. Green. green. And of course, he's like, oh, you want me to kill myself? And of course, this is when Leonard goes, what? And of course. Um, Raj is like, what are they doing now? And he goes, well, I don't know. They're just arguing about, about popsicles pops. yes. over the phone. But so... I,
0: I I, have a fun little trivia moment here. Yeah. So while Howard and his mother are yelling back and forth about Leonard being on the phone, Howard is flipping through a stack of comic books. At one point, he pauses for a moment, revealing the cover of a Superman comic that has a redrawing of the original Action Comics number one cover. A copy of this original cover can be seen, seen hanging on the wall of Sheldon and Leonard's kitchen in many episodes before and after this one
1: that wasn't the original was it
0: it was a redraw redraw of, I was gonna say because yeah. the
1: original is worth like in the millions yeah now. a
0: copy of the original cover yeah. can be yeah. seen
1: yeah actually I remember that it's in yeah it's in their kitchen yeah so of course now as we see we get the very first uh we get the very first time that we see Kripke come into the uh um into the cafeteria mm-hmm. and of course the boys are having lunch and and Kripke comes in to challenge the guys to, a, to their killer robot. Apparently, Kripke has about the same sex life as the guys, especially given the sound. Um, what, did, what did he basically, I'm trying to explain it the way that he says it because they say, well, um, well, we, we, we can't a- enter it now because well, our um,
0: okay, hold on, hold on, yeah, no, he's talking, okay, he's like, well, if you think you're going to enter, there's no point in you entering it in the round in, in the tournament. And he's like, well, why don't we just go up against each other now? If you think that your robot can beat my robot, go up, roboto, e roboto.
1: That's right. Okay. And they said, no, we can't right now.
0: Right. Because our engineer is incapacitated. Well, what's wrong with him? He's depressed because he's pathetic and creepy. Creepy and he can't and, get and girls. Kripp, he's like, well, we're all creepy and pathetic and can't get girls. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course, that's when he says, if you don't you know, turn up, you'll be subject to ridicule. Yeah, Now,
0: now, when they're trash talking, though, and and, and, um, Kripke suggests the private battle, his reasoning is there's no guarantee that we'll face each other in the round robin, but a round robin is, by nature, a tournament whose structure results in all competitors facing each other throughout the rounds, so they would, in fact, be guaranteed to face each other at the round robin.
1: All right. So if I was, so if there was robot one and two and three and four, Uh now I won against number number two and four, one against three, then it would be me against three.
0: Right. But then two and
1: four would go against each each other. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: So you would so, actually face everybody, but also during the robot-related trash talk in the University Cafeteria, Kripke, who supposedly cannot cannot pronounce the letters R and L, and you who can already, say
1: this because I was gonna say it, but please you say it.
0: And who has already used the word robot twice along with utterances such as plasma Wab and delusions, clearly and correctly pronounces the R in robot and the i or the l in california and league when mentioning the southern california robot fighting league round robin invitational among among other mistakes in the trash talk section he also correctly pronounces the letter l in the name of his robot which he renders as the Quiply quippler
1: now i'm going to slow this down because this is the way that he actually says it he says well if you have any delusions about entering him entering against my robot the Quipke quiller Quip,
0: in the Southern, I mean, he he says the L, the yeah.
1: Southern California, Robot Fighting, Wig, Wound, Wobbin, Invitational. Now, when he says this really, really quickly, I don't know how many takes that we were just talking about this. How many takes this would have done? Now, I'm gonna slow it down, but he says, aka the S C R F L R R I is the name that's going to be scrap Metal. Now, I, he says it so quick. He basically says S-C-R-F-L-L. See, I can't even do it. But
0: basically, okay, so the actor who plays him is amazing. Yes, he is. And he does say L's and R's correctly when he says it quickly like that, which is interesting. But the best part is after he leaves, Raj looks at the other guys and he says, pardon me for asking, but what part of America is that accent from?
1: Because I can't even figure it out. I, you know, of course, the, you know when Sheldon basically wants to get, come back with some trash talk. He says, "Your robot is inferior and will be defeated by ours because of our excess uh, ours exceeds yours in both design and execution." Also, I'm giving to understand your mother is overweight. But if your mother is overweight because of a glandular condition and not sloth and gluttony, then I retract my my comment. <laughs> of course, then this is when and I love it
0: because Raj is like. Hey, come on, fat is fat. And Shelves is like, no, there are boundaries. There are
1: boundaries. <laughs> so of course, um, Leonard goes to Penny's apartment and to to get her to apologize to Howard. And she staunchly refuses at first. But Leonard tries sympathy uh, saying Howard's been in bed for two days. And she goes, Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably
0: with a blow-up blow doll.
1: And he goes, Well, it doesn't matter who he's been in bed with. <laughs> <laughs> but Leonard presses on saying that Penny has two sides. She has the overexposed to Gamma Rays thing going on. She's usually a sweet Bruce Banner, but sometimes she could turn into girl, And she goes, what, a bear? I turn into a bear? <laughs> of course, Leonard goes, uh, Bruce, Banner, you, G- Bruce Banner, Banner.
0: Gamma Rays. You didn't get the Incredible Hulk from
1: that? <laughs> um, so after she, uh, you know, basically she does. he does remind Penny that on the day that they met, she went, he got, she got them the boys she to, go asked to, him him to go to her her
0: ex-boyfriend who's like seven feet tall and got to get a TV back. home with no pants
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's she... like
0: no seriously you and, can't and... be doing that and he's like I came home with no no
1: pants, pants. and of course she does he does say to her <sighs> go over there tomorrow he does say you what did you say you owed oh, me he. and she goes oh that's not fair
0: <laughs> he's like I came home with no pants and she's like fine I'll go over there tomorrow so So, this is actually the first time that Penny visits Wallowitz's house
1: yes yeah because I remember when uh, Leonard's leaving the apartment he goes I just need I think I should just give you a heads up about Howard's mother and she goes yeah what about about her and he goes Oh, she's a delight. You'll love her. <laughs> <laughs> of course, when she goes there, you actually hear her mother calling down. Um, Howard's mother calling down because Howard's in his room. He looks like he's been there. He definitely has been there in days. He's still in his pajamas, in his bathrobe. And, of course, you hear his mother say, Um, there's a blonde girl named Patsy, Patsy. here. Oh, no. Now she's her name's Penny. And he goes, I don't want to speak to her. And then suddenly she arrives in in it's his adorable. room. He's and,
0: like, Ma. She's like, well, she ran past me. What was I supposed to do? Tackle her?
1: And of course, this is when he does say she does say that apparently he has feelings, and apparently she hurt them. I have them.
0: I have been told that apparently you have feelings, and I have hurt them.
1: And I'm sorry
0: for some of the things that I have said.
1: Yeah, and of course, Howard tells her saying that he's over it, refusing to be traumatized by some random comment made some by some random, random woman. Girl uh so Penny should have run out because Howard he's, as and it, as, he's
0: holding the door open yeah. he's like I'm fine and she's like okay she gets out of the door he closes the door she and starts then, to walk away and suddenly here
1: <laughs> and this is when she goes she's like ah, so, oh, so, so close, close. <laughs> and goes back into it now that then that's that, that scene now transitions into we're going into the Quipkey, quip uh Quippler is warming up for his match, with, the match with Monty. Wap. Now I love the fact that before this happens, you know there is, um, you know Monty, it's in the apartment, and you know Sheldon's like, well I can I can do this, I can easily modify Monty because they were actually want uh, watching a video, uh, so we're sitting there and the boys are watching a video, basically seeing showing that kripke's um robot is actually destroying a chevy cavalier and this is when leonard basically says we have to we really have to call this off and he goes and Sheldon's like no we are not going to call this off we'll be running away from fights our entire life and of course um, i
0: love raj's comment of dude we just watched his robot have angry sex with a mid-sized car
1: And of course, Sheldon don't like it. Sheldon's like, no, 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 we can prepare him. And of course, this is when Leonard says, why why not prepare him with a bladder and shorts so he can wet himself? himself. And of course, Sheldon says to have faith in him that he doesn't need an engineer because engineering is just a slow younger brother, brother of physics. And he can modify Monty. Of course, then just he goes over and
0: learn. Yeah,
1: then he goes over to the toolbox and he goes, "Does anybody know how to open, open the toolbox?" The toolbox? <laughs> <laughs> so that that scenario is this is not going to be a great idea. So Penny is consoling a crying Howard, is relating stories of his youth. In particular, he laments about a girl who, who had the hottest overbite once her braces came off, like a sexy chipmunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, they left just a little bit of the overbite, so
1: it was like yeah. a sexy chipmunk. Marcy Grossman. And And he's
0: the Marcy Grossman song to the tune of My Girl. My
1: Girl. And I just think this takes way too long, you know. Um, But of course, as he finishes the conversation about Marcy Grossman, Howard gets into, he wants to keep going about what happened to him in 10th grade. Unfortunately, Penny stops him and wonders if he he just might be trying too hard. She tells him that he's smart and funny and has a cool well, job. he's
0: like, look at me. If I yeah. don't try too hard, what chance do I have? Yeah. And that's when Penny says, gives him the compliment.
1: And he says, and she says, I've been I've known you for a year and a half, and this is the first time I feel like I'm talking to a real person. And you know what? I like him. He's a nice guy. And, and she's go- right. Yeah, if he when he actually calms down the creepiness, he can be a really great guy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And of course, this is when he goes, "Do you really think so?" And she goes, "I do." Then that sweet kind of year and a and half, then, guy... and then
0: he ruins it
1: <laughs> by going by,
0: by leaning in and trying to kiss her. And when she realizes what is, and I love the fact they do it on like super close up, as if you're in the it's position of that of that person. Yeah, and she hauls off and punches him right in the middle of the nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I because, as, because as the kiss is coming, you just see Penny's face go from to watching to like, Oh no, horrified. he is not going to try this. And yeah. that's when he, she does punch him in the face. So in the lab, Leonard's is impressed with robot, uh, with Kripke's robot. The blade can spin at 3,400 RPMs and gut through steel like wubber, <laughs> not rubber, wubber. Rubber. It's enough for Leonard to want to leave. However, Sheldon is trying to make up for all the painful noogies and wedgies Guys like Kripke have given him throughout years, not to mention the insensitively named Indian burn. I've had those Indian burns. They hurt. And, my brother and the thing used is they do
0: that to me all the time.
1: Even even friends that would come over to me and say, hey, you want something? I'd be like, no, I don't. And they go to grab my arm and I'm like, no, you're not going to do that, you little prick. Yeah. So Sheldon is convinced that he has sufficiently upgraded the robot, even though he's only added fresh batteries. <laughs> Because that's when Rice goes, but, but you didn't do anything. You just put new fresh batteries in the remote control. So the battle is on. Monty is holding his own. Until well, Krip-
0: first, Kripke offers to let them just keep oh, yes, superiority right. now and give him their robot as the spoils of war.
1: That's right, and he, and of course Leonard does say now this is in, this is international robot battle rules, and and Kirby goes, are you gonna are you kidding me? This is there's no rules. This is a street fight.
0: There are no rules in street there are no,
1: fighting. There's no no there's absolutely no rules in street fighting. This is just a street fight. It's going to be going down like this. So Monty starts, and
0: Sheldon actually agrees with him.
1: He does. So, Monty does start off and he is and he blade says that, is I, that I'd
0: that I'd you know I'd give up Monty over my dead body. And he's like, Well, that can be arranged,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can just de- definitely destroy your your uh, robot. So, Monty goes towards Kripke's um, robot and he's the circular swords going. And he's oh, gonna... oh,
0: yeah, because um, Sheldon's like, There's nothing that he can throw at us that Monty can't handle.
1: And, and then, then, and then
0: Kripke's robot gives the flamethrower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I love Sheldon's answer is like. Well, that's new. I know. (laughs) And of course, this is when Monty Monty turns around, and everyone, everyone's like, "Go, Monty, go!"
0: And of course, (laughs) they take the door completely off the hinges and start running down the hallway. And you could just hear the university administrators when they pull them into HR, like, "What were you guys thinking?"
1: Yeah, and I love Sheldon running behind Monty, going,
0: "Don't hurt us! Don't hurt us!"
1: (laughs) Sadly, the robot is destroyed; it can't be repaired. Sheldon blames. Completely
0: decimated. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, Sheldon blames his hubris and his pride for coming to this. He takes all responsibility.
0: Nobody's arguing with you, dude.
1: (laughs) Howard and Penny arrive after Howard gets a text message and Howard is all banged up. And of course, everyone
0: comes running and going, how bad is it?
1: And Leonard goes, forget about the robot. What happened to you? And this is when Penny goes, oh, he slipped and fell in the bathtub. And now now he understands what bathtubs are capable of doing when you don't treat them with respect. And, of course, this is when uh, Howard goes, yeah, they sucker a punch you when your eyes are closed. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Sh- uh, Sheldon apologizes to Howard about the robot and will help him bury it in the morning. And, of course, he well, no, goes, he's, like,
0: he's like, well, can you fix it? And he's like, oh, well, let's see a little tape, a little electrical tape, a little soldering.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've
0: seen space things that crash in the desert in better shape than this.
1: That's right. And he goes, okay. And of course, Sheldon goes, okay, we'll bury him in the morning. It'll be a simple ceremony. Leonard, you'll play your harp. Or you're, you pay no, your cello, cello. Your cello. I'll speak. Yeah. Of course, Penny wonders, uh, Sheldon, you're getting a little carried away. It's just a toy robot. And of course, just a toy robot makes, this makes two men um. Yeah, because when he's when she does I'm trying to work this out when Penny says, you know, it's just a toy robot, they all look at her and Sheldon starts to almost break into tears and he goes, Just a toy robot, and walks away into his into his room. And this is when yeah, you know, Leonard looks at Penny and goes, Penny, and she goes, I know. I've I got, got it. it. And she runs towards um Sheldon's, uh, Sheldon's bedroom, going, I'm
0: sorry, Sheldon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, this is when Leonard does look over at uh, Howard and he goes and he goes, uh You know, what what happened? He goes, well, I don't know. But, you know, as Howard says, he figures he's only halfway to pity sex with the amount of damage that he's got. You
0: know, (laughs) and it's just like, have you learned nothing? I
1: mean, he has got two black eyes, basically a broken nose. He's got tissues up his nose with blood on them. And for him to say he's halfway to pity sex. I mean, is he going to go out of the apartment now, wandering up and down the streets, trying to find a woman that's going to attend to his needs and then have sex with him?
0: No, he thinks Penny will give him pity sex.
1: No, I don't think so. No. no,
0: no, that is exactly what he's saying. Trust Seriously, me. Seriously, he thinks. Yes, that... yes.
1: So the toing and froing is still that. Th- he's Yes, still...
0: he has learned nothing.
1: Oh, my God. I thought, okay, so what I took from it is that he said he's halfway, he thinks he's halfway to pity sex. I thought he was, like, going to start going out with all that stuff to try and get a no, random woman.
0: no, he thinks Penny is softening toward him now.
1: So she's beating the shit out of him. In fact,
0: Penny's tirade to Howard is seen as a foreshadowing of the long series, long failure of Howard to see Penny naked at some point during the run of the show. He is the only one of the guys to not lay claim to that achievement because obviously Leonard marries her. He has sex with her. Sheldon had to help her out of the tub when she falls and injures herself and saw her naked. And Raj and Penny pass out and share a mutually nude night together in bed after binge drinking.
1: Yeah. So Howard's the only one that but didn't yeah, go down yeah. that path. And,
0: and Howard is he means that that he thinks Penny is softening toward him and therefore is halfway to pity sex.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that at all. So I'm because
0: you're a nice guy.
1: Yeah, I didn't didn't figure that but one Trust me.
0: <laughs> I trust didn't me on that one. one.
1: So the screen then goes black, and that is the end of this episode. What did yep. we think about this episode?
0: Um, it has its moments. Um, but the high creep factor, I, I am totally right there with Penny was yeah. getting fed up with that and in fact i think she's put up with it for far too long and not done something about it um and i and i don't like that the guys don't try to rein him in at all but because... no
1: they've they've tried because when she when he when howard was talking to penny saying we have we've started our tango and dancing to and fro this is when leonard goes can you just help me with the robot and that's when he keeps going and she and he goes i'm begging Beg- you shut yeah,
0: up but he's they're you know but he's the only one saying anything and the guys are acting like it's just because he's jealous
1: yeah but you know i think i think no does no try. no
0: they they uh,
1: i thought no. leonard does try a little bit i mean leonard does have some some pull in this this friendship but i thought that maybe no. he was trying to get her. well getting... he
0: was he was trying to save penny from this but i honestly think they could have done more
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess Leonard could have said to Penny, "Could you just leave the apartment?" Yeah, you know, before yeah, he you, says save something. Save yourself. Go now. Save yourself. Go now. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love the opening of this when, um, and I think this is one of the best parts of the of the um, episode is when the robot comes crashing through the, through door. the front door. <laughs> that scares and the Penny's... crap out
0: of Penny. Yeah,
1: now Penny's just walking up the stairs and throws the phone up in the air and runs down the stairs.
0: Well, in, in fact, her reaction was so good, it makes me wonder if the writers didn't tell her what was going to happen. Thank you.
1: I was about to say that. I was just wondering whether they didn't tell her that was going to happen.
0: Because it's really hard.
1: It really looked genuine. Act
0: that kind of scare, holy crap reaction. Yeah. It, re- it reminds me of uh, North by Northwest, when uh cary grant got buzzed with the the plane the
1: plane yeah
0: because basically what happened there was alfred hitchcock just said to him just walk down that road and just go with whatever happens and he's like okay and so cary grant has zero idea of what's going on and then all of a sudden this plane comes out of nowhere trying to kill him and he's like holy crap and that reaction was legit
1: now, if you want to have a bit of a spoiler in that movie, if you see the scene where um, there's people in a cafeteria and there's going to be a gunshot that's going to go off. Oh, yeah. Either Cary Grant's left shoulder, you'll see a little boy standing, uh, sitting on the chair. And before the gunshot happens, he puts his fingers in his ears. Yeah. Because obviously there had been another take of that. Yeah. So he was ready for it. So you can see this little boy yeah. stick his fingers in his ears. And once you see that scene, you can't unsee it. It's there. Yeah yeah but yep. no i i love that and i and i really do believe that 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 scene this scene was very genuine with penny screaming down the stairs but i yeah. think that was just hilarious yeah that was no, funny. i really do like that one do we yeah, have that, any and other i love more? her
0: top on that too
1: yeah you've said that many times do we have any more um fun facts or um crazy credits this this time uh,
0: we have crazy credits and we had one time lunch at caltech
1: yes we did uh, that was
0: all the food for the episode
1: we didn't have anything at, at home no nope. we didn't no we didn't no, there that, wasn't anything that there. was it
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, so the crazy credits. Yes. Chuck Lorre Productions number 235, For Your Consideration. Spoiler alert. It's that time of year when movie studios seeking Oscar nominations for their film start asking for my consideration. Every trade ad and mailing begins with the words, For Your Consideration. It's a kind of Hollywood tradition. Anyway, this is what I've considered so far. Milk, a well-meaning gay guy is shot to death by a homophobe. Doubt. A really mean nun accuses a really terrific priest of being a pedophile. Revolutionary Road. A married couple fight a lot, cheat on each other, then the wife bleeds to death following a botched abortion. Oh, man, I never saw that either. No, great. Spoiler alert. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Incredibly poor kids subjected to unthinkable evil, but with a happy ending. Defiant. Starving Jews fight Nazis in the woods. The Wrestler. A broken down over the hill wrestler on steroids has a tough life changeling a woman's son is abducted and the police put her in an insane asylum great movie by the way
1: the changeling yeah with yeah. um
0: angelina jolie
1: oh i thought the other one
0: no 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 oh, it's okay. the one with angelina jolie it's an excellent film and one of her some of her best work gran torino a dying widower commits suicide to help his neighbor benjamin button a guy grows old in reverse and then dies that was also a very good movie with brad Pitt. haven't seen it oh it's really good we should no, watch haven't that haven't seen it uh we should do that on the home class uh rachel getting married a drug addict kills her baby brother and then pisses off her family during a wedding the reader nazi atrocities underage sex and illiteracy prove to be a lethal combo that was actually a really good movie um and so what am i considering well for a moment or two i actually considered hanging myself but then i thought if i do that the movies win
1: that's a very dark
0: yeah, uh, that's, dark one. that's pretty dark, even for Chuck Laurie.
1: Yeah, that's a very, very dark one this week. Yeah. So as I said, everyone, if you want to get in contact with us, squad zero zero at gmail.com. And this week's co- uh, question is going to be, have you had any bad experiences online as online dating? I don't want to hear, you know, terrifying things that, you know, you're almost abducted and thrown into the back <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a car, but just yes or no, just we'll uh, have an in idea. And
0: bathtub filled with ice.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, and one kidney missing. We don't need to hear that. We don't
0: need to hear that.
1: But, um, you know, and once again, I am wearing... You or, know... or
0: you know what? Instead of being so darn negative all the time...
1: How, how about, about positive?
0: How about if we ask, did you meet your partner online? Did you or have, have you a good, had good, 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 good experience.
1: experience? Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's do that one. Have you had any good experiences with online dating?
0: I mean, after all, if we have to hear what you're wearing, we might as well have something nice to look forward to. Oh! <gasps>
1: I am wearing, thanks to Tim. Tim, you're an awesome legend. Thank you very much. <laughs> Every week you're going to hear about what I'm wearing unless someone messages us directly at Perpetual Motion Squad 00 and says, I don't want to hear what Paul was wearing and I'm going to monitor your emails, my dear, so don't even think about making a fictitious one. You I owe will me, know Tim. What?
0: Tim owes me.
1: Tim doesn't owe anybody. <laughs> Tim is saying he's very happy to hear the banter back and that I am wearing an awesome Mountain Dew T-shirt today.
0: Okay, we are not endorsed by Mountain Dew.
1: We are not, but if but if they want to sponsor us, I'm happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, moving forward, next week we're doing Season 2, Episode 13, The Friendship Algorithm, which is another Barry Kripke episode.
1: Now, I will say that because this episode is now dropping on the on Monday the 19th. Of December
0: hear it, 2022.
1: Right. So next week is going to be Christmas Day on Sunday. So yes. it may be dropping a little bit later.
0: Yeah, oh, we'll still probably do it knowing us.
1: We probably will, but let's see how we go. Or you know, we, could we do
0: it during the week and actually schedule it ahead of time.
1: Yeah, we might be having beverages. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but next week will be our our Christmas, um, obviously Christmas Day. So we will see. We will definitely try and make sure that we actually get an episode on Monday to be released on so, December twenty sixth. So
0: in the meantime, join us for for drinks and and bubbles at the Cheesecake Factory.
1: Yes, and we will see you there.